on the darker beards, I always tell people, don't drink it right off the bat. Let it warm up and... Or, or take a sip of it now while it, when you first get it cold, but but let it warm up. And as it warms up, you get it opens up and you get more of the, the flavors and not mm-hmm. as much of the bitterness that yeah. comes out. Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. On today's podcast, Mike and Carrie Serenos, owners of Dos Serenos Brewery. And now here's your host from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie Lafredo. Hey guys, welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we interview some of the best restaurant owners and chefs all around San Antonio. We are in our amazing podcast studio, the Peachtree Rose Marketing Podcast Studio. Yes, we are. Absolutely love our home here. And we have some amazing guests that we're getting ready to talk to, so we're real excited to be here today. Yeah, today we have Mike and Carrie Serenos. They own Dos Serenos Brewery, which is at 231 East Savio Street. Hey, guys, welcome. Hey, glad to be here. Excited to have you. We love Dos Serenos. I don't know when we first went. It's been at least two years uh, since we went, Mm -hmm. but uh, your food is great. Your beer is great. It's just such a relaxing atmosphere. You've done a really good job of just making a place you just want to hang out. Right, right. Thanks. Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Thank, well, you. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Savios is kind of a little bit, I, I guess, technically it's west of Southtown, right? Or would it be south? I think it's kind of, it's on a map it shows west of Southtown, but you're, you're near Southtown. Oh. Technically, I think we're still in Southtown, but in the Lone Star District in Southtown. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. And so Dos Serenos, you make some great beer and want to learn how you got there and all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about your food. But uh, so who got into beer first? Carrie? No. No? (laughs) That would be Mike. Yeah. Uh, I started drinking beer probably when I was about three. Yeah. So So you knew those flavors, right? right, right, Long history of beer. You're a good German, aren't you? Uh, Yeah, a little Italian in there. I guess uh, used to hang out with my dad. He'd stick me on the shuffleboard table while he's hanging out with friends. But didn't start making beer until about 27 years ago. I had a couple of cousins that... Uh, we're doing homebrew, and we had mm-hmm. a family reunion. They brought that idea and brought some beers to a, a reunion. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you made this? How'd you do that? And yeah. c- come to find out, it was one of my uncles taught them. So it's been passed down. Uh, wow. I guess the, the passion for it's been passed down through the family. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing the flavors that you've created out at Dos Serenos. I, I was blown away. Um, you have a really good selection. And, and I love, and you, you bring out new, new st- types all the time as well. Yeah, that's one of the the cool things about making beers. You know, I can make just the standard, you know, the the big beer flavors and all that, but we do smaller batches. That way, it allows us to make multiple flavors and just experiment with mm-hmm. diff- different ideas, different things. So, mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we're back here brewing, we just we're talking about it's like, what if we did this? Or, I love it. You know, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of a uh, a mixologist mixing things and trying different things to see how it's going to turn out. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they don't yeah. always turn out perfect. But uh. well, I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. So when you first started, I mean, if you could go back today and taste the first beer that you made, would you be happy with it? Uh, no, <laughs> not to serve to anybody. No, no. Uh, I can I can tell you back when I first started homebrewing like twenty seven years ago, there were. 
I drank pretty much every batch, but the, they were not all that good. But just mm-hmm. since we put the effort into it, but I was would not have brought that out and said, yeah. "Hey, everybody, I want to sell this to you." Yeah, yeah. it's kind of interesting because in the um, so at Dos Serenos, you actually have your brewing your distillery there on site. And I remember, um, I think it was one of the first times that we went and visited with you. You gave us a little tour tour back there, and you you have a little pot sitting up on the in, <laughs> up on the top, and you said, "See that pot up there? That's how we started." That, I think it's so cool. Oh yeah, that's it's a three gallon enameled pot. That yeah, it's not. Even even the best thing for brewing, but <laughs> that's what we had at the we time, had. so we started yeah. in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No wow. extra funds to right. buy all now the fancy equipment. Now it's these gorgeous, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the pretty big, impressive, big right? Yeah, yeah. Equipment. Mm-hmm. yeah, the first yeah. one I brewed in the kitchen, and uh, after that, Carrie's like, no, nah, <laughs> you're not doing that. You're <laughs> taking that outside. Is, well, is this is because of the smell or, or yes. yeah, strong? Yeah. It, it's a strong smell, but mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're brewing, I mean, it's a smell I love, so, yeah. and when yeah. we're mashing in, it's just it's almost like uh, baking fresh bread, but you smell the, oh, the yeah. grains coming through. Mm-hmm. Adding hops is a little like, different eh. flavor, different smell. But, right. Yeah. But well, I think it's, I think the it's great. The first time, and you're not expecting the smell, and it permeates your house. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> it's like, I don't no know more. if I'm going to be able to get the yeah. smell out of the house. Right. After. So, so after you were banned from the kitchen, where did you start making it? I was out of my, <laughs> our deck on the outside mm-hmm. the house. So okay. I just moved everything out there. There's covered area so I could get out there year round, whatever, mm-hmm. and just make it. And while I was doing that, our son was uh, about six years old at the time. And, uh, or I guess by the time he was six, he would hang out with me and wanted to He'd want to help, so I'd let him dump in some ingredients here or there. Mm-hmm. And I was brewing with some extracts, and real uh, thick, kind of sur- sweet, syrupy. And so he would lick the containers on right. that and, <laughs> and hang out and do that kind of stuff. But apparently made an impression on him. It was about 10 years ago, uh, he bought some ingredients to make a batch of beer together for Father's Day. And Fun. After a long hiatus. At, after of... a long hiatus, yeah, because right. due to my other job, just didn't have time to brew mm-hmm. and uh, or as much as we would have liked to. So we got all the equipment out, dusted it off, and made a batch of beer together. And wow! Then he drank it, and so we did another <laughs> batch of beer together. Mm-hmm. But uh, that just got us started, and and, and I guess uh, re- reignited into... the fire. Mm-hmm. And, and then we started brewing bigger batches, and and that's when we started talking about, hey, you know, maybe we can do open up and and do something professional. And actually, so y'all, you're kind of partners. Together. I know you guys are partners together with the business. Is is your son? Part of the business, I know he's there a lot. Right, he's he's definitely part of the business and helps on the brewing side yeah. and, and does that. And you know, I'm sure one day that it, it'll be his business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Carrie, what did you think when um, Mike came to you and said, "You know what? <laughs> We're opening a brewery. <laughs> I really want to open a brewery." I'm like, okay, honey, sure. Right. Okay. Okay, sure. Thinking, okay, this this too shall pass. Uh huh. But. It did not. Not that bad. Oh, well, let's look, we'll look at this place. Oh, I saw this cool place. Let's go check this place out. Mm-hmm. Oh, thinking, oh, Wait a minute. This is happening. More, yeah. <laughs> a little wow. more serious than you thought. Yeah. Like, well, I better start putting some input into this because it's happening. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I when I brought her our uh, brewer's permit, she's like, oh, we're, we're really, well, really doing this. We're doing this. This, this is All happening. Right. Oh, yeah. Go. It's, it's going to happen. I love it. Wow. At that point, did you realize that means that you're going to be there, too, and you're part of it? I figured as much, yes. <laughs> Just because I wanted it to look the way I wanted it to look. Yeah. More right. than anything. And mm-hmm. then our the particular building that we're in required us to have a kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that threw a whole new oh, spin yeah. on things. Mm-hmm. So Right. Yeah, I mean, 
owning a restaurant is a whole different animal than pretty much anything else from, yes. you know, yeah. So how, yes. how, how, is, how has that been? I mean, I, I mean, I know that's such a learning process, all of it. Because, yes. So what were you doing before? <laughs> I mean. I, I'm, well, before and then still currently doing, I'm uh, running a commercial drywall company. So, and, <laughs> and still doing that part of it. So I've got a lot of construction experience. So looking at buildings, I had an idea of what we needed to do in that. Uh, way back in my high school days, which was, you know, a long time ago, I, I worked in some restaurants and, uh, you know, waiting tables, did some stuff in the kitchen. So I'm a little familiar mm-hmm. with it, but of course mm-hmm. I was not on the ownership side of it, right. which is a whole different, uh, diff- different aspect. Right. Of sure. It. Yeah. Sure. And Carrie, you, have you worked in a restaurant before? Um, no, I had not. Okay. Um, totally new. Totally new. And other than momming, mm-hmm. doing that, schlepping the food for that and... You know all that good stuff, right? Cooking, right. <laughs> but yeah, not well, you know, professionally, I, I, I think I think momming gets you more prepared. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> should be able to take on the you, world after well, that. Yeah, because I mean, you have to deal with all, different personalities and all kinds of different things you know, all, all the time. Which I know in a restaurant, I mean, with so many different, you know, exactly. you know, people coming in and out the door, you're you're always having to deal with all kinds of different personalities and different oh, sure. things. Yeah. So. Well, and, and while not being in the business, we, we, we go to restaurants we, and, and breweries and we know mm-hmm. what we like and what we don't like. And so we try to take a lot of those things and, and say, okay, how can, we, how can we take those things we like and put them into this facility that we open up? Right. And just like you mentioned, it's a, it's a great place, kind of chill to hang out and just, you know, that's one of the things we look for in a, in a brewery when we go to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys have an amazing patio. I mean, you have a really great, I mean, roomy um, inside um, restaurant as well but you also have a great patio and live music and you can do all kinds of fun things out there right Right. Mm -hmm. we figured if we were going to be spending so much time there it was going to be a place that we enjoy being oh yeah so i love that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah i love that yeah so uh when, when you travel, do you go to – you talk about other breweries. Is that something you like to do as you travel? Are you going oh, to yeah. breweries? Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's uh, – when we when we look at destinations, that are, whether it's, you know, work-related or just a vacation, that's one of the first things we do on activities. Okay, what breweries are in the area that we, we need to stop by? Or we'll plan we around. Stop by, and then we'll plan all the rest of the activities around that. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Texas has a lot of crazy laws in general. But I think with beer and and wine and everything, there's different laws. Are is how does it rank? Is Texas a great place to have a brewery, or is it because of the laws make it tough? I'm going to say Texas is a great place to have a brewery. There there is some difficulty navigating some of the laws, and and uh, we're part of the Texas Craft Brewers Guild that's working on trying to get uh, make some of the laws easier. To easier access to mm-hmm. for people to get beer, easier for us to distribute beer and those kind of things. Like some of the wine laws have loosened up, where you can get wine by mail, and they're, yeah. they're actually working on trying to get that for beer as well. Now it didn't get uh, it didn't really get through this year. We had a bill ish, uh, that that was presented, but I didn't get out of committee. I don't think this year, so they'll mm-hmm. be working on that the next session. But uh, you know, it, it's it's not the easiest state in the country to 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 be it in, but but I think we're still uh, pro business and and you know they want to see us succeed so I think sure. we'll, we'll see some some positive movement in some of the laws coming yeah. up. Well, it's definitely I, I not guess, the most difficult either though. So yeah. oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the only reason I ask a question is as I know it, it was very recently that they were allowing craft breweries to can and bottle 
beer and sell it at stores even. They couldn't sell it at the store down the street. Yeah, it, it, yeah some of that's changed. And then actually, so we're a brew pub, and we're under a brew pub license where uh, the big some big breweries are under brewery licenses, and the laws are different between what they can do and what we can do. Uh, we can self-distribute. We don't have to go through a distributor. We can set it up that way. Most of them have to go through distributors, and then they could not sell beer to go where we could sell beer to go. Hmm. But that that got changed a couple of years ago, where where they can actually sell beer to go as well at, on site if they're in tap rooms. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I remember um, when we were chatting last time, you were talking about, for example, your hops. I mean, you get all of that locally. Everything's locally sourced. Is that right? Well, I, I try to buy as much as I can locally. Right. Uh, most of our hops are through. I've got some local uh, distributors that I buy from, but but most of the hops that we use are coming from the West Coast. Got uh, it. And then we get some from Germany and, and some other sure. areas that we use as well. But uh, we, we're buying our yeast from a local uh, manufacturer of yeast here, and we try to buy our grains through companies awesome. that are here in Texas. Yeah, that's so, great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That. So <clears throat> I noticed when and I was doing my research that uh, you're, you opened in December of 2019. The 27th of 2019. 27th, right right after Christmas. Yes. And right before COVID. Did that just turn your world upside down? I mean, (laughs) all your plans? Uh, Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. (laughs) We, of course, nobody anticipated anything like that at all. Sure. And we were... You know, opening December 27th was not our goal opening date either. Right. We, we had anticipated being open in March of 2019. Oh, and, wow. And just due to construction always, issues. Yeah, always. Permitting. Uh, permitting, uh, electricity and gas to the building, those kind of things. Just delayed everything till December. And and we could have, I guess we did a soft opening right before Christmas. And then we did our, our grand opening on the 27th, just so we could open that year and be open. We but will open in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we wanted we wanted to get a little money coming in, right? right. So instead of it sure. going all out. And we had a couple of good months in there. And we're thinking, oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then, yeah, everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was, um, it, it was, it was definitely a trying time. Yeah. So did you guys do to, to go or how did, how did that work? We, we did to go mm-hmm. during that time. Uh, of course, we'd only been open for a couple of months and, and didn't really have a big following. A lot of, not a lot of people knew about us. So we had our Easy Up canopy we set up outside. Oh, and nice. yeah. we, we played the music loud. We hollered and screamed at people going by just right. like, hey, here we are. <laughs> we're you know, here. We're open. Yeah. Look at us. Look and, at us. And it was really great. I mean, that, the neighborhood that we're in, uh, we've got a lot of uh, the neighbors that actually come to us, mm-hmm. and that's our regulars. A lot of them would come in and either buy gift cards or buy something because they're just like, hey, guys, we want to see you succeed. We want you to, to be here and want you to make it through. We want to do everything we can. Right. Oh, that's and, nice. And so we had a lot that's of people great. that were coming through and doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys have a really cool beer club as well, right? Yeah, the Poseidon Club. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about it? I, I was pretty excited when I saw the your whole beer club benefits and oh i mean it's uh you get a nice fancy mug every year that uh we, we give out at the end of the year a t-shirt that's uh you know for club members only and we do a fe- we design a fiesta medal that uh, you get as well as discounts on merchandise mm-hmm. and uh it's just an incentive to, to come in. And like I, the crazy, <laughs> if, if you guys could see Alan, like the cool shirt that Alan is wearing today. That's right. Got the party shirt. Uh, yeah, he does. That's Dos awesome. Serena shirt. I love it. Yes. 
Yeah. I yeah. saw I saw you wearing it, and I told my wife, I said, I, I need that shirt. It, yeah. She yeah. bought it for me. That, that's some of the, the best advertising is, is right. when we wear those. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a fun one, though. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And mm-hmm. I got a compliment from our, our last guest. He said, yeah. I like I your really shirt. Like your yeah. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Susie, why don't you say we uh, stop here and take a quick break? Sure. That All right, good. great. San Antonio Restaurants has created an ultimate foodie cruise taking place February 2024 on the magnificent Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady cruise ship out of Miami. We have partnered with the Tiki Travel Planner LLC for all the logistics, and they have some huge discounts just for us. The link to the foodie cruise is on the San Antonio Restaurant's Facebook page or message Alan directly. And we are back here with Mike and Carrie Sereno from Dos Serenos Brewery. Dos Serenos, okay, so does it mean you and you and Mike and Carrie, or does it mean Mike and, is it Jacob? Jacob, yeah. uh, Mike and Jacob. Both. Well, <laughs> it's really Tres Serenos. It, 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 yeah, but it just doesn't ring the same way. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Tres. And, and actually, Sereno means, Sereno's Italian, means uh, merman. And so oh, wow. uh, since it's Jacob and I are the brewers, that's where we did the Dos Serenos. So it's the two mermen that are brewing. Love it. So that's kind of where that came from. That's really cool. That's really cool. So I, I wanted to spend a little bit of time in the brewing process. So, you know, Explain, how is beer made? Oh, we take some water and add it to some (laughs) grains. I mean, we can get real technical on it, but it may take a little while. But it's basically uh, you you pick some some grains that have been malted. uh, Mm -hmm. You're adding water to that at a certain temperature. Wait, what does that mean? They've been malted. What does that mean? So, you know, the the malters go out. They they buy the grain from the farmers. Mm -hmm. So you get barley. And fresh barley's got to be... Malted means it runs through a process where they get it to start to germinate, and then they stop the germination by uh, putting it into kilns where they raise the temperature of. So, but it opens, it makes the endosperm open up on the barley, and once it does that, they do the malting process. And during that malting process, they roast it to different levels. So you get real light roast to all the way to a real, real dark roast. Oh, okay. And that changes a lot of the color and the flavors of the different grains that you use. Most of it's barley, but it, I mean, there can be. 10 different ranges of that or types that you would use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the malting part of it is what helps or allows you to, to use the sugars out of that and make them utilize where you can actually uh, make the beer and pull the sugars out of it during the, the mashing process. But So the water and the grains get mixed together, and that's a mash. Uh, that sits in there for a certain amount of time at a certain temperature, and that changes depending on beers that we're doing. And then you just drain that off into a boil kettle. And in a boil kettle, we, what you're getting there, what you're draining off is called wort. And wort, wort goes in. W-I-R-T? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the boil kettle. And that's where you know we boil it and we add hops. Uh, if we've got other ingredients that we're adding into it, most of them go into the boil a uh, certain amount of time. And hops add. So what you've got in there, the wort going in at first is real sweet because you pulled all the sugars out of the grains. And so the, the hops go in there to kind of balance that sweetness mm. or make it bitter, depending on if you're making IPAs or that kind of deal. And and then when you put the hops in, you get different flavors or aromas out of them. So some sometimes you'll have some early hop additions, then a little later and then a little later. And then sometimes even after we turn the flame off and we're cooling it down, you'll put hops in. And, and those are more uh, aroma hops where 
when you, you're taking a drink of the beer and you smell mm-hmm. the floral, yeah. citrusy kind of smells, you, that's usually the later additions that you're getting that out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. And then, and then, I, I'm picturing it all in my mind. Some. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, then you put it, you, you cool it down, put it in a fermenter, add your yeast, and, and it goes through the fermentation process. And once that uh, the yeast is, so what that part of it is, the yeast is eating the sugars in the beer and byproduct of this uh, is alcohol and, and carbon dioxide. Uh, so after the alcohol is made, we move it to a bright tank. Finish cleaning it, finish, uh, if, if the beer is still a cloudy, that, that finishes mm-hmm. out that part of it, hence the bright name. And then uh, also- Because you don't want a beer to be cloudy. It should be clear? Well, it depends on the style of beer. Okay. So if you're drinking a Hefeweizen or a wit beer or, or like a hazy IPA, you want it to be hazy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're drinking a lager or a Pilsner, you want good clean- so you, and then the if you're adding additional flavors like chocolate or or whatever that that gets when does that get added? Depends on our beer that we're mm-hmm. making. Oh, most okay. most of the so we always have what we call hot side and cold side. So hot side's going to be in the boil kettle end of it. Cold side can be in the ferment fermenter or the bright tank. So sometimes we add things into the fermenter towards the end of fermentation. Sometimes we add them uh, into the as we're going into the bright tank. Uh, and it just depends on what the ingredients are. Uh, a lot of most of the stuff we end up adding in the boil kettle, uh, but you don't want to, some different ingredients you don't want to put in there because you boil off all the uh, the aromas and things mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. you don't want to lose that. So you want to have that in the beer, so we'll put that in on the cold side. Got it. So, so yeah. our dreamsicle's got uh, so it's a cream ale, but it's like the dreamsicle ice cream. But we put orange peel in, and and that goes into the boil. But we also use vanilla, and when we do lactose in there too, to kind of give it a more Creaminess. Creamy flavor. Uh-huh. Uh, that Yum. goes in. That goes into the boil. But we add the vanilla uh, in on the on the cold side because we still want all that vanilla uh, smell to come through in the with the flavor. Doesn't yeah. that sound good? Yeah. But how, <laughs> how do you know how much of things to put in? I mean, is it just it, you can't be trial and error because it takes weeks to get it ready, and I said, "Oh, that was a bad move. I'll start over again." Well, some recipes we I've been doing for twenty plus years, and, okay. we, and we we've scaled them up, and and but we've done things, and it's, okay, this works, and and so we've taken those and just scaled them up to what we're doing now. Others are kind of uh, it's it's a just a wild guess sometimes <laughs> the, the first time you make it. I use some computer software that helps on on dialing in some of those uh you know the bitterness units of color those kind of things on it but it's but it's still a lot to uh you don't know for sure yeah until you, until make you it. actually make it yeah. so so how long is the process how many i mean depends on the beer so uh, an ale or like our our hefeweizen that we do wise guys uh wise guys can be two and a half weeks and wow. we week from the, mm. when we make we boil it to when we can put it on tap right and, and a lot of that's going to depend on tank space and availability if I've got empty tanks to move it around to uh, that quick. But uh, a lager could take three months. Wow. And we do our, typically we do our Oktoberfest fest beer in Mars, and we used to brew those in March and mm. let them, we won't serve them till middle of September. So they've, they've lagered for almost six months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, and you have these amazing flights. People can come out and they can pick how many is on your flight? Oh, we do four in a flight, and they okay. can pick f- so four different beers. Right, so they can try different ones and oh, yeah. just yeah, and that, you know, five ounce mm-hmm. sample of the, each yeah. one that we can try mm-hmm. multiple kinds. Right. Yeah, what What cool. is the ingredient that makes a? I don't know. I call them darker, heavier beers. One that's going to have a really strong, mm. maybe a the- bit of a bitter flavor. 
what what is what is causing that different than than a, a real light you know like your your typical uh, American right so mm-hmm. so that's going back to the the malted barley which mm-hmm. is usually barley we use we put oats we do uh, wheat sometimes and we do corn on severe but most of the time that's going to be a, a a barley that's roasted barley or uh, we've got black barley we've got black patent. So they, they kind of uh, rate the color range on uh, barleys or grains from, from zero to 500, 500 being the darkest. Mm-hmm. And so those darker ones are going to be more roasty, coffee. Uh, almost uh, 500 is going to be almost like a burnt taste to it as wow. well. Uh, you don't put a lot of that in, mm-hmm. but sometimes you do some. And you know, so like our stouts, our Morpheus stouts got oh, probably eight different kinds of grains in there. So we go in with a base malt that's light. But then we add all the different darker malts in there. So in a, a combination of those gets, yeah. a, gets one, the color, and then two, the different flavors we want. So you'll so drink interesting. that. And you can <laughs> pick up coffee. You pick up chocolate, toffee, different, different notes depending on the types of grain. But you're actually adding those ingredients in there to get the flavor or, or no? Yes. Well, it's yes. The, all the from grains. the grains. Yeah. Well, no, we're it's adding the, the, the grains. grains. The mm-hmm. grains. So, yeah. so I've got chocolate malt that will impart a chocolate flavor into a beer, but it's barley. Mm-hmm. And it, it just and, and toffee notes and, and different things like that. That's so cool. I mean, it really is, you know, a, a, an artwork uh, as far as you know. We we talk about chefs and and you know, but what you're that's what you're doing. I mean, you're you're you know figuring out different flavors to put together and how much and you know, okay, this is going to bring out this note and this note and chocolate and toffee and it really is. That's that's so science. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that you don't even think about is is one of the main ingredients is water. Well, the water profile, we, we take our water, the city water, run it through an RO system, and so it basically takes everything out of it. And then we build a water profile back up to match the type of beer that we're making or what's going to produce the best flavors for that beer. So we add salt back into it, the different salts and, and minerals back into it to, to produce a water profile. So if I want to make a, a German-style beer and I want to use Munich uh, water profile, I'll match a Munich water profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then different IPAs require mm-hmm. different types of uh, That's interesting. harder yeah. water. I've heard before that uh, one of the reasons that New York pizza is so good and so well-known is because of the water in New York. So you're saying what you could do is kind of create that water from New York, but for beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I, I do. I've got an Irish stout. We use water, a Dublin water profile. Wow. Oh, that uh, is just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's things you don't you wouldn't yeah, think you wouldn't about. Think you wouldn't think about, think, you know, how, yeah. how to do that. Yeah, and I you mean, don't you don't have to do that, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of the things we do and and we try to stay as true to the style of beer as we can. Yeah. Uh, and by by doing that plus it it just to me it makes better beer. Right. Well, and you can you can tell. I mean, when you taste your beers, I mean, you can really you really get those notes of different flavors in there. I mean, I know the ones that I've tried um which I've tried several, several. <laughs> I've had all. I've, yeah. I always try different ones when I do this. samples. Yeah. Exactly, just samples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had so, a lot of samples. You know, so I, I guess I never really thought about for beer is a lot like wine. You know, there's you have to. It's the smell, the the initial flavor, the back flavor. It changes yes. based on the. On yeah, the beer. it does, and. and I mean, there's actually specific ways to taste the beer and you're to, to go through the process to be able to get all the flavors, mm-hmm. just like you do wine. And the other thing, I, I, you know, most beers are served at, you know, 
close to freezing temperatures. And, and we, we serve our beer about 35 degrees. Mm. But on the darker beers, I always tell people, don't drink it right up. off the bat. Let it warm up. and Or, or take a sip of it now while it, when you first get it cold. But, but let it warm up. And as it warms up, you get it opens up and you get more of the, the flavors and mm. not as much as the bitterness that yeah. comes out. Oh, wow. And it's it just a lot. You, you, to me, I enjoy it better that mm-hmm. way. And, and that's why I, I think a lot of the German beers in Germany are, are actually served warm or at least room temperature. Is, uh, that, is that correct or is that not that, true? That's not true. Okay. I mean, they, they serve them a lot warmer than what we normally drink, but they're not necessarily room temperature either. They're they're probably 45 or so, 45, yeah. 50, depending the, on the beer. But beers. the reason is because you can taste the flavors better yeah. whenever it's... Yeah, I, I think they don't like as, things as cold like over things there cold. either. They you know, if, like you, ice, if you order a, a Coke mm-hmm. over there, you get it with no ice in it. And if yeah. you ask for ice, they'll put one cube in it. So, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Right. Got it. I just don't think they yeah. drink things as cold. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I want, you, you were talking earlier about IPAs, and I've always wondered this, but I, I have no idea... What, it's an Indian pale ale, right? That's what an IPA right, is? Right. Where does that come from? Why Why Indian pale ale? What does that oh, mean? Oh, it comes way back in the days when they were shipping things over to India, and, and you know, they had to have beer on the ships for the sailors, and the beers were going bad uh, during the, the transport time over there. So the, they started adding hops work as a preservative, mm. and so they were adding more hops to the, uh, the beers. Make and it more bitter. More bitter, and but but also but, preserved. But also it. as a preservative, yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. the beers would last longer right. and it wouldn't go bad on them. So, and that's kind of where the India Pale Ale came from. Interesting. Yeah. So, it, uh, an IPA is going to have more hops. It's going to have a hoppier flavor than yes. some other. Typical. Beers. The original IPAs are, are going to be a lot more bitter, hoppier. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and what you see now is the East Coast IPAs or New England IPAs are, are more. They've got a lot of hops in them, but they're using the hops later in the in the process, so you get more of the the floral, citrusy taste, and not mm. as much of the bitterness. Mm. And there's some other products out there that you can. They're actually stripping the bitterness part away that you can just use the 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 flavor side of it. And you're mm. adding that. People are adding those to the beers as well. But so out of all of the different beers that you make, at least you know normally make, what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a hard one because uh, it changes depending on the time of the year. Right. I think. Uh, you know, so <laughs> right now it's hot. I like the nice cold, crisp beers. So I'm drinking. Uh, I don't have it on tap right now. We're out, but it's getting in the process to be made. Is a German pilsner that we do. I've got an Italian pilsner. We got a couple lagers. I drink some mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, if as it starts cooling off, I drink some IPAs every now and then. Yeah. Uh, the wise guys hefeweizen is another one that I like during the hot time. Yeah, but in the winter or when it's cooling off a little bit, you know, when it's, when it's only in the nineties here, <laughs> uh, I'll drink uh, more stouts and and some of the Belgians. And uh, but I, typically on a hot Makes days, sense. I just don't drink as much. And yeah. they're usually higher ABV, so I don't drink yeah. as. Carrie, uh, what about you? Gosh, I I also prefer the lighter, you know, crispy. crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lagers, the our pickle beers. beer, our pickle beer is oh, yes. fantastic. I've had that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's real good. Mm-hmm. Very so refreshing. So it's a pickle beer. Now, do you actually put pickle juice in the beer? They do. Wow. They do. Yeah, and is that popular? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, popular. yeah. I was going to say, what I mean, what's a what's your customer favorite? I know that probably they get a variety, but what do you see most people if, go for? Just looking at sales is and what goes out yeah number one beer overall has been our wise guys hefeweizen mm, yeah mm-hmm. uh 
<clears throat> just here recently, we, we, we have a new logger that we put out a few months ago. And then just if I go back the last three months, our Aether logger, it's a light lagered, real, uh, real clean, crisp beer, not a lot of hops to it. So it's just real easy drinker. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one's been selling mm-hmm. number one. And then our biggest selling IPA is our Zeus juice. Oh, yes. That that's, one's yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That actually makes me feel better. Because I always consider my, I always say, I'm a wimp. I don't like the real <laughs> hoppy. I like a light like you, Carrie. Oh, yeah. I like the light, crisp beer. And so if that's your most popular one, then I guess I'm not alone. No, you're, you're not. not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I love the the crisp wines, or wines, beers. But I kind of like, you know, that dark where you can really taste the barley and the, I don't know. I, yeah. I like well, that. we also I want have a to, few that don't. are kind of in the middle, <laughs> yeah. like our mm-hmm. uh, Dunkelweiss, our Karis Dunkelweiss, um, and our Weisenbach, the Athena. Amathea. Amathea, yeah. Um, Weisenbach is a nice medium. Kind of medium, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're darker, way. but they're also pretty malty flavored, oh. so you get a lot of, so still some good residual sweetness to them, okay. so they're not... Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes people look at dark beers. Oh, they're bitter. They're going to be this, but but there's different different one. ones you make mm-hmm. that have. Uh, we leave some of the sweetness behind on it, and, and it's not just all bitter. Mm, yeah, nice. that's interesting. I love that. So one of the things that I, I love about well, you know, the, the restaurant's amazing, and 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 the brewery's amazing, the beer, but you guys have some really good food as well. Yes, we do. I mean, you have an amazing chef. And yeah, chef. Jared Catoni is yes, uh, yes. your chef, and yeah, he and does actually, great yes, food. He does, and he just came, you guys just came out with a brand new summer menu, yes. And but one of the things that caught my attention from the very beginning when I first started looking at your menus and everything else was the fact that he integrates your beer into the dishes, and I, it Oh my gosh! When you read the descriptions, every one of them, you're left like mouth watering, right? <laughs> Try, you know, trying to decide. Oh my gosh, where do I go? What do I try? Um, anyway, we get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wow. What do What do I pick? What do I? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have people that come in a couple times a weekend. We had to come back because we just couldn't quit thinking about this item, right? That, mm-hmm. Right. That we didn't. We were too full for. And oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, I I particularly like your brunch. And, and yes. you know, like there's a French toast. The syrup has beer in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's made through that. Yes. I mean, everything is really is really interesting. Jared does a really good job of trying to incorporate those beer flavors and and then the certain beers that would work with different different foods and kind of uh, you know making those dishes or designing those dishes around, right. around those. Mm-hmm. And we'll sit down and talk to about some of those where he'll say, "Hey, I got an idea for for this type of thing. What beer do you recommend?" And I'll, I'll usually try to give him, you know, two or three, oh, maybe this, this, or this. You'll pull these kind of flavors out of. And then I turn it over to him right. and let him take How over fun. with that part. I mm-hmm. mean, it has to be so much fun as a chef to be able to come up with ideas like that and then have this amazing you know, product, it's amazing beer to be able to, you know, try and see how it tastes. And uh, I bet he's having a ball. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes it difficult is when he makes one of those dishes and it's real popular and then yeah. I run out of that beer. Oh, no. And then it's like, <laughs> then it's like well, oh, right. when are you going to put that back on? <laughs> right. Or, or what can we do that's close to that that I can make, you know, something yeah. That, yeah. that'll work? Yeah. So what, what is it? What is the favorite dish that people just come in for all the time? Oh, gosh. Um as far as well, the burgers. I mean, yeah, burgers mm-hmm. are always a big hit. Yeah, um, wings, 
Number one and brunch is probably hangover hash. Hangover hash. Hangover yes. hash. Oh my gosh! Do you have the, the what's it? What ricotta? The lemon the ricotta, ricotta pancakes. Are, yeah, those are good. <laughs> I know the pancakes are my, my favorite. Proud. Even I know, right? even the even your grits. I mean, oh, I, the grits I, oh are so my good. word, they are so yummy. <laughs> I mean, I, it was funny because I y'all had well, Jared had one little tiny serving left of it, and I was like. I want it. I want me, it. I'll take me. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and we. I mean, so everything's good. scratch kitchen. So we. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, other than we buy our buns, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that are mm-hmm. made already yeah, from a bakery in Kyle. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's still local. Still local. Yeah. You know, yeah. Still scratch made small mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now that you know it's no longer uh, a hobby of yours, you're doing this professionally, and you have another job. I'm talking to Mike. Have another job. Do you still like the beer? I mean, are you are you thinking? I don't want to make beer anymore. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, everybody has their days, their ups and downs on that kind of thing. But but I would say I 100% enjoy what I'm doing. That's and good. I, I, I'm actually working towards retirement from the day job So and looking forward to the day that I'll be able to just do this full time. I know yeah. you mentioned before that that this was not – this is supposed to be a part-time thing, but it's, it's way more than – you work more hours doing the – with the the restaurant brewery than you do with yeah. your other job. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we're yeah. we're, we're working to to help that a, a little bit. We just hired a, an assistant brewer that's that's helping out. And, oh, good. And he's actually doing some of the cellar work, freeing up some time from there. So mm-hmm. that's great. Hopefully, I have more time to do these kind of things. And I, I think you've told me. Yeah, yeah. I think they, you, <laughs> you told me before that uh, that that brewing beer that you spend more time cleaning your stuff, cleaning the tanks oh, yeah. and everything, than anything else. Yeah, no, anybody that's, a, that's ever talked to me, oh, yeah, you're a brewer. That's really got to be a great thing, you know. And it's like, yeah, if you like to clean, you know. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's not much different from being a janitor other right. than you get to brew some beer in, the, you know, right. in between in your free time of cleaning. <laughs> right. But, you know, how yeah. cool is it that you're, you know, creating this, you know, taking all this, you know, this, the time that it takes to create, you know, an amazing beer and then to see people, you know, enjoying it and loving it. And, I mean, that has to be really cool. That is that is cool. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, making it and drinking it's fine. Sure. But but actually seeing everybody else drink mm-hmm. it and enjoy it and, and, and have people come back and say, Man, this is a really great beer. Right. Yeah. It it, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Yeah. yeah. Well and those that is what makes the the long tough days worth, worth it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is why we're yeah. doing right. right. People <laughs> love it. You know, uh, yeah, obviously Susie loves loves Dos Serenos. Mm-hmm. I love Dos Serenos. Uh, I think you all saw last night my cousins who really like beer? Oh, it was their anniversary, yes. and this is the second anniversary in a row they chose to spend their anniversary at Dos Serenos. Mm-hmm. I love because that so they much. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> those are the things that. Yes, I mean we've done. Ma- I've done going. Mother's Day. That's where um, I think it was last yep. Mother's Day. The, the kids. Where do you want to go? I want to Dos Serenos. <laughs> that's where we. That's where we yeah. spent Mother. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah. Thanks. John. Well, I was trying to f- to figure out how to how to work this story into into the conversation, but I haven't been able to. So I'm just gonna. Say, Mike, you told me about one time with your job, with your regular job, you you travel all over the world. You've been all over the place, and you told me a story. I think you were in Germany, and you just walked the neighborhood, and you found a, a home brewery or something. It wasn't a home brewery. It was a commercial brewery. Okay. Uh, so I was. I'm in construction. I was there. Uh, with a construction company doing a, a work exchange, a work exchange deal. They'd send people to us, and we'd go to there. So I was there for a couple of weeks and sat in a, a project manager meeting on a job site. And 
you know, they're speaking German. I don't speak any German. So, and, and plus we were out drinking the night before. So I'm getting a little <laughs> tired in there. And, and they finished the first meeting. The guy's like, okay, now we have one more meeting. We go to another trailer. We'll do another meeting. I'm like, I got to get up and walk around. And so he gives me a phone and says, here, call me whenever you, you know, and I'll call you when we're, we're ready for this. But so I just started walking around. I had my camera. I'm taking pictures and yeah, I just get this familiar smell that that's lofting in the air, and I'm like, "What is that? That smells like beer." So, I just kind of followed my nose and walked. <laughs> you know, it, it was probably six or eight blocks away, but but yeah, I walked straight up to the brewery. Wow, wow, <laughs> love it. Just I recognize know. the smell. Is that wow. crazy? So there, there's there's a man who loves his beer. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Yeah, great. I cannot wait. So this, it's again another podcast that has made me drool right <laughs> it's made me hungry and i want a beer now right <laughs> yep oh so, man so dos serenos brewery is at 231 east Savio street and it is just a real comfortable place mm-hmm. they have a good size parking lot plus there's another parking lot across the street oh, and uh and you guys do live music right so is yes. that on the weekends every weekend or typically every friday and saturday okay yeah great yeah, so it's it's in the middle of all the happening. There's lots of good stuff going on over mm-hmm. there, but it's easy to get to, very comfortable. Go in there. Great food. They have, great uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. Try the food. Mm-hmm. Try the try the beer. They have different uh, pretzels and chips and dips if if you're just wanting a snack. Good but they appetizers. have great food if you just want a mm-hmm. full meal. You can just do that. Kid friendly too. Yes. That's another thing I wanted to mention because kids are welcome there. Yes. Yeah. Our grandkids are there a lot. So yeah. All the kids are welcome. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, and the food is amazing. And make sure, and if, my suggestion is, is get a flight first. Try, you know, four different flavors, mm-hmm. and then from there, and then go from there. Yeah, and the people working there are really, well, Carrie's yeah, really, awesome. really in front, mm-hmm. too, but the people working there, they all know, oh, and they'll recommend yes. what yes. beers to try. Exactly. And they know. Right. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you tell them what your style is or what you normally drink, we, they, they'll give you mm-hmm. some good recommendations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get two flights, and then you can try right. eight. Yeah. <laughs> or three. We get 12. Well, I mean, exactly. we'll have a lot of couples in there that... One of them will get four right, beers, the other one taste. gets four, and they've got eight different beers to try. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's mm-hmm. so cool. And Dos Serenos Brewery is a gold-approved restaurant. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. They have some great perks. Yes. So if you're a member of our gold club, which you should be because it's mm-hmm. only $8.88 a month, and with that you get perks. Right now we're up to 81 restaurants 81 that we have mm-hmm. uh, as part of this program. Yeah, and just to kind of give everyone an idea um, – for you to be a gold, a San Antonio restaurant, gold approved restaurant, um, the restaurants don't pay to be gold approved. They're gold approved because we love them, because they have great food, they have great service, um, you know, and, and they're local. And that's what makes that restaurant gold approved. So Yeah, and that, that's what makes us different than anything Absolutely. else. Because yes. most places you have to pay to be part of it. We don't want that. We, you know, we want to and, promote this local restaurant. Yes, right. and you're basically at like a VIP. I mean, you have all of these perks that you can use at these restaurants that nobody else has access to. So it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, Carrie, when we go into to Dos Serenos, you know, y'all, don't you actually just sing a song whenever a gold member can <laughs> walk them in? Do a little dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. cool. <laughs> no, it is, no, it you is don't a want great that. Turn around and walk away. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. We love it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> well, if, if, uh, if you haven't been, you just need to go to Dos Serenos Brewery, 231 East Savios. And uh, I know I'm going to go again soon. I know, me too. Yeah, all right. 
Well, Mike and Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thanks thank for having you. us. Yes, thank it was you. awesome. It. it was really cool. I just all of it. Um, the, I, I, the process, I had no idea, so that was really neat. Yeah, you can yeah. come spend a day with us in Bruin one day if you okay. really want to get into it. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we can't promise everyone to get a tour, but if they're not busy and Mike is there, he might be able to take you back and show you a little bit, right? I mean, it's not for every, it's yeah. not part of the regular process, but you might be able to fit somebody I, back I don't there. have a problem bringing people in as long as we're not in the middle of Bruin and got hoses laid all over the place yeah. in there, as long yeah, as it's safe to go thing. in. Yeah. Okay, well, let awesome. us let us know, because now I'm like, okay, we're going to go <laughs> brew some beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We just really appreciate it so much. Yeah, thank you guys thank so much. You. Thank, thank you. All right. Well, Mike and Carrie, we will uh, have come out and see you again soon. Susie, thank you so thank much you. for yeah. another thank good you. week. Absolutely. All right. Y'all tune in next week to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, and we'll uh, see you next time. have another guest. Yes. All right. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye.